lives present challenges and triumphs. Triumph Talks. Welcome, Triumph Talks. I'm so grateful to be here. Carver Brown, one of my greatest mentors and teachers and friends. I'm so grateful for this evening and for Alchemy Productions and for Recovery Lab. And I'm just so grateful this evening. I am Brian O'Shea. Very grateful to be here. Carver has helped me so much. I moved to Mississippi one year after September 11th, and Carver was my first pal that really helped me a lot. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit about his amazing career and then a little bit about his amazing new career. So I'm very grateful for you, Carver. Thank you for being here. Brian, it's so good to see you, buddy. Now, the truth is, I was profoundly insane when we met, and I needed you. You know, it was a kind of a miracle because the two of us, without realizing it, needed each other because I needed recovery. And you were sitting on, at the time, I think something like 17 years. Exactly. I had 17 hours. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I was just, and, and, you know, and I had just felt like I had been shot out of a cannon. And the miracle was that our stories and our backgrounds laid together hand in glove. And so when you started talking about family systems and you start, you know, I would describe the home I grew up in, and you would start finishing my sentences. And I remember thinking, I do not recall Brian being with us at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but apparently he was there because you knew. And then and then when I, with you sharing your story, I came to realize that we both had had really powerful, profound fathers and family systems and you and I, Brian, we had to, and these are your words, we had to sing for our supper. Mm-hmm. And and we there was no room for being insignificant because if we if we didn't show up and perform, there was this sense of abandonment that was gonna be created. And out of fear and survival techniques, you and I managed to make it through those extraordinarily difficult times. And I'll never forget another thing you said to me, just came to me, was you said to me, and I've used this before, he, you said, Carver, thank God you drank. You know, because it would have been profound mental illness. You know, you used that as a survival tool, and it's it made you live to this very moment. And then you also said... You didn't stop drinking one moment too soon. <laughs> and, you know, let's, you know, like we, we went to the edge of the abyss and then fell in for a little bit and hung on to this little reed sticking out of the sidewall of the cavern and, and managed to get ourselves pulled up, you know. It was hope. You gave me the greatest gift I think I've ever been given and it was hope. You gave me hope. And the thing was, you you were lighthearted. You were 
you you had this bounce in your step. You were a bohemian. You weren't taking things too seriously. However, you knew what it took to get sober. Mm. And I did not know how to put together 24 hours. So that was a magic moment in time. And I will forever be grateful to you for everything that you did for me during that time. I have since come to realize that, you know, when you, when you pick up a newcomer with a sense of earnestness, even though they're like me, a reluctant attendee, that, 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 that is, that's a profound gift because oh. it changes your recovery. And it's happened for me. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it literally changes everything. So thank you, Brian. Oh, thank you, dear friend. Thank you. And it's so right when we're allowed to have the spiritual energies flow through us to Carver and then back into the spiritual energies and then back to us. It is a powerful healing piece. It's the way I was raised. And you so beautifully discovered Wally P, discovered the truth about the way the first 20 or 25 years were run. And it was to have people complete their step work so that they could help another person. Right. Yeah, totally by accident. You know, like everything else that's ever has ever happened to me has stumbled into this thing and went, hey, I never heard of this. You know, maybe I need to know more. And 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 here's the thing. So you had taken me through mm-hmm. that exact thing. And of course, you know, where we take the steps quickly and often. And you, you know, and I tell the story, I've told it to thousands of people, you know, we, you know, I think you were testing me, you know, you said to call, call every day, let's check in with each other. And I did, but it wasn't after more than a week or so of that, that you said, meet me, bring, bring your big book. I was glad to give it back to you because I had (laughs) read it and didn't make any sense of it. I think I recall saying, Brian. I, I, that book you gave me, I read it, um, and and the people that wrote it, they were high, <laughs> because on page twenty five it talks about being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence, and I already know how to do that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Here's your book back, and your meetings are adorable, and dropping dollar bills in the basket, that's pretty cute, and holding hands, that's kind of adorable. You know, and you just laughed, and I think you said, "Keep coming back." Or something. <laughs> I don't remember, but but nonetheless, I mean, so here was this thing, and it and we meet at a coffee shop, and in an hour, you open the book and start reading passages, and you take me through this, and within an hour, we're doing the third step prayer together. Mm. Now you say. Hey, now you're going to do an inventory, and I said I'm going to do a whatatory. We're going to I'm going to what? What am I doing? He says we're going to do an inventory. You're going to write an inventory, and I was like, oh, okay. And and so and then you did something that I didn't realize until many years later. You called me. Oh yeah. Every day. Oh yeah. You I'd never realized until much later the importance of don't let a newcomer get away from you. When they're doing their four step during four and five, absolutely don't, don't let them get away. Absolutely, because you know I think we lose so many people oh, right yeah. then, oh, and yeah. and a lot of stuff is dredged up. So you were fine. Now you kept asking me, 
you know, mm. oh, and by the way, how's that inventory coming? And I would say, well, it's going just fine. And then, you know, the next day, how's that inventory? Oh, it's going really well. And then I made the mistake and told you the truth on about the third day. I said, well, Brian, I've been thinking about it a lot. And you said, oh, Dr. Bob, uh, thinking is bad. Writing is good. We know thinky. We righty. And so, and you said at that moment, you said, and you better get busy because you're giving me your inventory Saturday. So I had a deadline. So I thought, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be writing. <laughs> so I started scribbling. And, you know, and I did the world's worst inventory, but it had enough on there. There was enough truth about me and myself in there. And that when we met, I arrived with my little spiral notebook. And I, you know, shared my stories, which we had already been doing. Oh, very much. And so then at the end of that, you know, I'll never forget. I will never forget. And I've told this story way over thousands of times that I closed the notebook and you looked up at me and you said this great thing. You said, did you leave anything out? And I thought, he knows something. <laughs> he's he's heard a story. He read something in the paper. I'm like going through felonies. What 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 could it be? What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? And 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 I, I I'm sweating and I I couldn't think. I, 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 I don't I don't think I don't know. And you said that's fine. You said if you think of something we should have talked about later, just call me up. We'll meet here and we'll go over it. And, and I, this feeling came over me that, oh, my gosh, you can't lose with these people. Yeah. You know, the, I, I don't have to do the perfect inventory. You know, this is not, I'm not getting a test or a grade. And then you said, and then you looked at me and you said this thing. And you said, now I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something that my sponsor told me and his sponsor told him and his sponsor told him something that could be traced all the way back to New York oh, yeah. and the very beginnings of AA. And you, and you looked at me and you said this powerful thing. You said, you are a good man, but you have suffered under the lash of a terrible disease that has caused you to do some things you would have never done if you hadn't had it. And because of that, you are forgiven. And then you went on to say, and here's the way the forgiveness piece works. He said, the people in the rooms of recovery all over this town, he says, they all forgive you. You said, the people in the rooms of recovery all over this planet, they all forgive you. You said, I forgive you. And most importantly, God forgives you. Because, and you said it again, that you're a good man, but you've suffered under the lash of a terrible disease, caused you to do so many things you would have never done if you hadn't had it. And because of that, you are forgiven. And I've repeated this last part that I recalled as I left the table that day. And I was a little confused. But as I left the table that day, I remember thinking maybe, just maybe, a little of that forgiveness could leak out of me and leak onto my dad. Mm. 
See, I guess that meant that my dad was also a good man who had also suffered, just like our fathers suffered under the lash of these terrible disease. must have caused him to do the same stuff. So if I could be forgiven, maybe. Now, I'm not going to, you know, we ain't going to go into the whole forgiveness thing, you know, but just maybe a little bit, maybe some small amount of that could leak onto him. And that's when I really think recovery became kind of crystallized in a sense for me that day. And it took several days beyond that, but that's when this notion came on me that I was actually doing the things that had been done decades before that had saved the lives of millions of people, and I was, in fact, doing it too. And I did it because you, Brian, took me through just the way you were done in New York. And then later came to discover that this was a, a somewhat of a lost tradition because when I'm in the rooms of recovery and I hear the stories of the people going through their steps and they're talking about being, well, I've been stuck on the second step for, oh, six months, you know. And it's just, I thought, you know, honestly, Brian, I thought I had been shortchanged. <laughs> I thought, you know, he just, he took me through something cheap and easy because Brian's busy, you know. No, what you had done is taken me through the original way, that that's the way Dr. Bob took 5,000 men and women through the steps, doing this while they were detoxing in the hospital when they couldn't hold a pen and writing their inventory for them. You know, he and Sister Ignatius and sending them out to change the world. And that's what happened, and that's what I was getting. You know, you, in a sense, as I look back, you were channeling that Dr. Bob energy. Oh, yeah. You know, so anyway, that's, I could talk about this all day. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it was so powerful. And I remember very vividly, it was one of those transformative times it was one of those times when I felt I was doing something special and how blessed I was and for me when I worked with you it gave me a sense of meaning that I had not had in a while because my last few years in Manhattan, I was struggling in a lot of ways. I wasn't sponsoring. I was struggling and recovering from September 11th. And I was just kind of... So working with you reconnected me with a sense of worth or a sense of self that had been missing for years. Mm. Missing for years. Wow. Well, it's a magic, it was a magic moment in time where two guys just really needed each other. And it wasn't, you know, I don't think of these things necessarily as a top-down experience. Cool. It, it literally is this spiritual two-way street. Very much. You know, where everybody, I mean, and how could it not be that only in the spiritual realm can we come together in such need because both of us needed Very something, much. I did, and and I and I needed. Lord, I, I I I was having a hard time just trying to hear you talk, Brian. I was like, I was only listen. I could only hear every third word, so I'm trying to follow. What is he talking about? You know, 
just, you know, there's a little detox going on here, you know. And uh, you, you told me, they said, my, my entrance into the rooms of recovery was pretty spectacular. You said, you know, there was steam coming off of you, you said. And I kind of took that as a little badge of honor there for a bit. But nonetheless... Yeah, it it was it was just this magic need where how can you how how could it happen any other way but spiritually when two people need need something so bad and and they're put together such that everybody gets healed. I mean that's spirit that's spiritual. Oh, that's the spirit. Yeah, that's, that's the spirit. It's the only way that something like that happens. So a magic moment in time. And then you know, you were going around, and I was following you, trying to figure out, you know, how to do this. That whole first year was just trying to, you know, just, I mean, trying just not to. I mean, then it became the practical side of recovery. We just don't drink no matter what. You know, we don't use, we don't drink. You know, um, we try not to marry anybody. That's a little more difficult, but, <laughs> I, you know, nonetheless. But, you know, we try to, we do the best we can. We get on, onto, because it's, it's this two things. It's the practical side, but it's the spiritual side. Oh, absolutely. So we never forget both, that, that it's got to be practical, but then we've got to, we've got to nurse the, the spiritual as well. <clears throat> we act our way into a better type of thinking, mm-hmm. and the spiritual actions are involved. One of the, the nice moments I remember You had a little bit of free time, and I asked you to, hey, help this new guy. He needs a ride to a meeting. And you had a nice car, and you called me back, you know, a couple hours later. This is the pre-cell phone days, and it was, this guy's in the middle of a construction area. I have a nice car. And I just went, yeah, take it to the car wash afterwards. Right, right. <clears throat> you went, all right. Well. <laughs> all right. I remember. <laughs> I hope I'm not violating. Oh, you probably remember it better than oh, I do. I, oh, trust me. I remember. <laughs> because, you know, you, you're you so nonchalant. Yeah, hey, this guy, you need you to go. But here's what you were doing. And I, I didn't appreciate, you know, in the beginning but what you were doing, you were putting me in proximity with newcomers. Oh, absolutely. And I needed to sit with a newcomer. Here, this guy's coming off a construction site, and he's got, you know, a couple of days or something or a week, you know, and I'm sitting on a whopping 37 days, you know. And you told me, I'll never forget, you said this. It was so important. You know, after we went through that quick, the steps so fast and – and uh, I was trying to get my head around the fact that had I been shortchanged, this is so fast. And 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 you said, now we're going to pray you up a newcomer. And I said, we're going to do a what to a who water? We're what? What are we doing? We're doing what? Where are we? Does this mean we're driving somewhere? You you said no no no. I said Brian, what are you talking about? I am a newcomer. And you said, uh, well, how many days you got? And I can't the number but it was you know something like I've got 60 you know 63 days and you said I am a newcomer you said well Dr. Bob the the guy coming in picking up a 24-hour chip he didn't care anything about 17 years what 17 years please go get lunch you know you got you got you know you 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 got 63 days 
you know, now that's, that he can get his hands around that, you know, that's practical. You say, you know, well, well, you know how to, you just did 63 days. Been a long time since I did 63 days. Can't you tell somebody what you did to pick up 63 days? And I thought, well, yeah, I guess, you know, I suppose I could. And so then you, oh, and this is hysterical. So then you (laughs) wanted me to start, you said, this is what your suggestion. And it was a good one. You said, I want you to, when you go to those meetings, I want you to, everybody that gets a chip, I want you to go meet them. And if they've got more time than you, ask them how they did it. If they have less time than you, I want you to give them your phone number. Amen. And tell them, you know, that you're here for them and what meetings you're going to and all of this stuff, you know. So after a while, now fast forward for a while, and I come back to you and I go, Brian, I have given my phone number out 327 times and two guys called and one of them called the second time. And I don't even know where this one guy is. Uh, I hadn't seen him at meetings in a long time. And this other guy, you know, he was calling and I talked to him. I would see him at the meetings and now he's gone. And then I sat with this guy and had coffee with him. And I don't know what, I don't know what happened to him. And I said, I don't think I'm doing this right. And you said, well, are you sober? And I said, oh, well, yeah, I'm sober. He says, then your sponsorship is 100% successful. Because we ain't doing this for them. You know, I, I remember one time, Brian, early on, I said to you, oh, I think I get this program. We're going to go around and we're just going to help people. We're going to dedicate the rest of our lives to helping people. It's going to be philanthropy and service and helping. And you looked at me and you kind of got a, your eyes got big and you said, oh, no, no. You said, do-gooders get drunk. <laughs> uh-uh. We're not doing this for them. We're doing this so we stay sober. Amen. And I kind of went, oh, well, that takes the pressure off. Amen, (laughs) amen. amen. Is that? Oh, it's absolutely accurate. And I deeply believed all of it, still do. Yeah, no kidding. And it was interesting. You know, this is all spirit-driven, as you so beautifully said. And it was interesting. A couple of days came up. And I could tell you were kind of, you know, I'd taken you to the good meetings and I'd taken you to some cool meetings and introduced you to some of our leaders. And we have great leaders. But I, could, I remember it came into my silence a couple of mornings in a row that it had kind of lost its gleam for you. You were kind of like, you know, driving up and down I-55 is this would I have joined? And luckily, I still had enough of a foot in the old neighborhood in Manhattan. And I, but God put it on my heart. I said, uh, you want to go to the Bill W. dinner? And you said, if I knew what it was, I perhaps could make a better decision. <laughs> I, said, right. I said, that's a fair question. <laughs> So I explained to you it was the original dinner that they used to help pay for the printing of the big book. Hilton on 7th Avenue, Bill spoke, Lois spoke, and uh, Dr. Bob spoke. Uh, Of course, Dr. Bob passed away early, but 
uh, Smitty spoke, Dr. Bob's son, and um, it's a very inspiring thing. And uh, you went, oh, yeah, I'll go to an inspiring thing. I said, okay, um, I'm going to give you this number. Call this number and tell them that Bill Tater, the funeral director, sent you. And uh, and you, do that. Get us a couple of tickets. Get us a couple of tickets. I had been probably four or five times in my 17 years. Always inspirational, always. 3 AA speakers, mm-hmm. the candle ceremony, Bob's last message, Lois's best message, Bill's last message, always special. Um, so tell me your experience calling in to ask the New York lady <laughs> for a couple of tickets. Well, you didn't say. All you did was tell, tell them that you're, a, that you're a friend of Bill Tater's. That's right. And so I call up. Oh, you, this is so great. I, I had a Watts line. So this is, right. this is before there was a lot of free long distance. So I had a Watts line at the place I worked. So I get on the Watts line. I call this number. Lady answers. And I said, I'm looking for tickets to the Bill W. dinner. And you had told me, Brian, to get good tickets. That's he said, right. not just tickets. We need some good. And I said, and I'm looking for some good tickets. And uh, I'm a friend of Bill Tater's. The, the, there was a long pause. And the lady says, so how do you know the undertaker? <laughs> And I thought, oh, I have just made a mafia connection. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, there'll be a hit on me out on out on out on State Street. You know, there'll be two guys in suits pulling up in a big sedan. And and so I go, well, well okay, wait a minute. I actually don't know Bill Tater. My sponsor is from New York. He's been transplanted down here. And so he knows Bill Tater. He said for me to drop his name. I'm looking. The lady says to me, she let her long pause, and she says, what part of Georgia are you from? <laughs> and I said, I'm not. I just, she says, and how long are you sober? And I says, uh, you know, at the time, you know, I got, I'm still counting days back then. So I got 173 days. She says, you got a hundred and seventy-three days, and you're from Alabama, and you want to come up here to the Bill W. dinner, and you want good tickets? And I went, yeah, yeah, that's about right. And she says, you call me back in two weeks, and I'll see what I can do. Bam, she hangs up on me. I go, okay. So two weeks to the hour, I call back. And I say, hey, I said, you remember me? I called you and, you know, and, and she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many, how, how long are you so, you know, and I got a, now I got 178, whatever. And, and she says, oh, I remember you. You're that guy from Texas. And I says, uh, I'm not even going to explain. And she says, you still coming up here and you want the good tickets? She says, yeah. She says, I got you good tickets, but I'm working on something else. You call me back in two weeks. Bam, she hangs up on me. This goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, you know, we're going. She says, I got your tickets. You're going to come find me. I'm going to be at the dinner. I'm going to be at the thing. I'm going to be at the thing. And they sent a guy from AA to meet us at the hotel. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a guy waiting for Carl Toons. Yeah, Carl Toons, man. Was cool waiting guy. at the, waiting at the, <clears throat> and he's going to take us to the. Oh, rain. yeah. So they had a guy waiting for us and, and in the rain. 
And what? so we go and we go and we go meet this lady, you know, and she says, yeah, I got your tickets. I got your tickets. And she says, you stand over here. I'll get your tickets. And so she says, you follow me, you and you and the guy, you and who are you? You Brian? Yeah, you're Brian. You come with me. And so we go in this room and I'm in this room, you know, and she's, I mean, I don't, I still don't have the tickets. <laughs> and they keep, and they keep introducing us, you know, to people, you know, and the people are going, she's like, Hey, this guy's come all the way from uh, from from uh, from Tennessee, and he's and this is his sponsor. And she's you know, and the people would come to me. How how are you feeling? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How much time you got? You know, by that time, you know, now I got two hundred and four days. You got two hundred and four days. How are you feeling? How you doing? You know, did you drive? How'd you get here? You know, and I mean, they're just enamored. I was amazed. And I didn't know it at the time, but Brian, there were people from the mayor's office, the governor's office, governor's office, Washington D.C. Uh, the, these and these men in this room, and but they were, they were kind of attentive to me. Oh no, they were so happy a real newcomer was there. They loved it. It was amazing. And then all of a sudden, she says, "Okay, now you line up here, 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 and lined us all up." And then they said, "And you're going to go in this door and everything." So a door opens. We walk out. And we're on the dais of the Bill W. dinner. I'm looking out over 1,200 Alkies, two, two tiers of them at round tables, and I'm on the dais. I mean, these are, the, these are good tickets. <laughs> Those are good tickets. And, and she marches us out, and, and, and we sit down, and I'm just I'm stunned. And they do the candle ceremony. Oh, yeah. They start with one candle one light and they and they move that to another candle and then they start passing that all the way through the tables all up into the second tier and there they are 1200 alkies all illuminated from one candle demonstrating how we carried the message one guy had a message carried it to another carried it to another the whole thing was filled with candlelight and the speakers oh my gosh i just you know, I was stunned. I just, I, I was stunned, you know. And then two guys come up to you. Oh, yeah, that was great. A couple of guys that knew me came up during one of the breaks. They said, O'Shea. They said, hey, guys, hey, hey. They go, yeah. O'Shea, you're on the dais of the Bill W. dinner? We have decided after we leave here and after we send our wives home, we're going to go drink. Because if you're on the dais of the Bill W. dinner, the world is ending tonight at midnight. And I said, I got it. I, I agree with you. It's my sponsee. And they go, oh, we'll talk to him. And they talked to Carl for a little while, and he's got that purity of a great newcomer. They came back. They go, they go we love you, O'Shea. They go, you're still O'Shea, kid. That guy's awesome. And they – and. Uh, yeah, it, it was an amazing moment. It was an amazing moment. Yeah. And, again, it's one of these great things because I have a cynicism that I earned honestly in my violent childhood. And, you know, God put that on my heart, and we did it, and it did. It was just, I mean, God, it was kind of like, you know, I sent the car, I sent the helicopter, I sent the boat, you know, yeah. I had, I said, I need some help. I need, I need something good for this guy. 
And the guy's like, anything else you I could do for you other than the right. dais of the Bill yeah. W. dinner for right. your guy? Right. You need, you need me to top this one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Well, and here's the, and these speakers right over oh. my left shoulder. Oh. oh, yeah. Just one after another. You know, I still have, you bought me the little cassette because the speakers were done in cassettes back in, I still have it. Absolutely. I still got the little cassette in the case, the three speakers. I got no way to play it, but I got them. <laughs> and, and, and so at the end of this thing, the speakers go down. And, of course, there's this line, hundreds of people that are going to come up and thank them, you know, and meet them and, and, and all. And I'm still sitting, you know, I'm just kind of frozen, you know, at all this. So at the end of this, as the crowd goes down, I got to go. That keynote speaker. I got to go speak to this guy. And I, at the end of the thing, I go up to the guy and I go, man, I just want to tell you what your story, it was so earnest and genuine. And, you know, the stuff about your family and everything that you've been through and how you're here. And it, you just, you, you spoke to me just so profoundly. And he, he looked at me and he says, what, what part of Arkansas are you from? <laughs> And and he and he says, and and how much time have you got? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and I go, I got two hundred and seventeen days, and come up here with my sponsor, and you go. He goes two two hundred two hundred seventeen days, and and you're here all the way from Alabama. He says, Hey, Freddie, come over and meet this guy. He's got two hundred seventeen days. You know, he he's from Oklahoma, and he you know and. It was the most, and see, introducing me to people. And Brian, that's when I realized who was in charge mm. of recovery. It was the newcomer. newcomer. The newcomer is in charge. The yes. newcomer. I had heard it before, but now I was, I was feeling it. I was in the middle of it. The most important person in the room to these guys. And it's like you said, they wanted to be around somebody who was earnest. And new and had the new energy and and they could feel your sincerity and uh, and that's when you know you're in a good meeting. When I'm in a good meeting, I was in a good meeting recently in Pelham. Uh, Pelham is a meeting in Alabama near Lake Martin. I was in a good meeting and um, the old timers there encouraged and cherished and supported the newcomers. Yeah. And that's when I'm in a great meeting. That's right. When the old timers and the new newcomers are there, and the and the newcomers are supported and honored, yeah. that's when I'm in a great meeting. Yeah, yeah. Because some of the most profound stuff can come from a newcomer. They're seeing this with fresh eyes, and they're not jaded at all in any regard. And you know, just you know, just breathing in the spiritual energy that's being created. And it was just stunning to me. I just, I couldn't believe it. It was so, that whole episode was magic. And you're right. I had been, I had gotten a little, uh, a little complacent, I guess, just a little bit, you know, like maybe this is all there is. I needed a different vision of what recovery could really be and how big it really was. Cause you know, I had in the little home group I was in, I had, I was trying to figure out who was in charge of just the home group, so I became the treasurer at, at six months. And and a lady, you know, showed up, you know, the old treasurer showed up with a Victoria's Secret shopping bag with 673 unmarked ones and a coupon for a Wonder Bra. 
and handed it to me and says, you're the treasurer. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, now what do we do with all of this? Well, we keep a certain amount. This is our prudent reserve. And we give away this much to the state and this much to intergroup. And we send this much, you know, and that's, we give it all away. And I went, this is no way to grow an organization. I I see the fallacy in this already, you know? So I was, I was a little, I was a little jaded by the whole thing maybe. And I did need to see something uh, different. And uh, the suggestion you made was just absolutely, it was perfect. It was a magic moment once again. Yeah. The spirit sent that to me for a couple of silences in the mornings, a couple of days. And I said, I need to, I need something for, the sacred man that God sent me to help me. I need something. And, and that came, I said, oh, yeah, Bill W. dinner. You know, and I called Tater, made sure he was still in the loop. And Tater said, yeah, Shay, anything you need, what do you got? I said, well, I got a good sponsor. He goes, oh, Shay, bring him. He goes, yeah, call what's her name. Tell her I said something. I said, okay. And Tater, the reason he was so powerful was he was a very powerful funeral director. And anybody who really worked for any group, he would get them if they needed it, funerals, nice funerals at ten cents on the dollar, wow. and that was an enormous thing wow. in New York City. Wow, <clears throat> Tater was so cool. I had no idea that thing, but you know, but that thing was way bigger than I ever imagined. Oh yeah, you know, and and then beyond that, you know, and then meeting Wally P and finding out about Back to Basics and being given the opportunity to lead that workshop, and then you tagging along with me. And that thing's taken on a life of its own. We could do a whole thing on that. Well, you sh- I think you should. You should come back and do Back to Basics. Okay. Here. Yeah. You should come back and do yeah. Back to Basics coverage. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Because that's, that's its own fascinating oh. story of oh. how that oh. that was just another, you know, and it was, again, it was like I heard about this thing and I was like, well, I've got, I think I'm supposed to know more. Yeah. And so I kept following and kept following. And boy, you know, now I lost track. I quit counting when it got to be 7,000 people yeah. that had been through. So it's got to be somewhere around nine, ten thousand 10,000 people. Oh, yeah. oh, and the little video that's on YouTube, the video, it crossed 900 views in the first year. It's, it's been out over a year. It's got nine. I'm waiting. When it does a 1,000, I'm going to repost it on Facebook and on uh, LinkedIn and just kind of thank everybody. I don't know who's watching it. Uh, somebody's watching it. Or somebody's, like, falling asleep, and it's just on a continual loop somewhere One of the in great, Pelham, Alabama. In Pelham, Some, Alabama. Somebody, somebody's passed Pelham out. Pelham meeting. Yeah. Great meeting. But that's got to be it. Um, and I remember so beautifully – you, what an honor you gave me. You were kind of emceeing one down at Pine Grove and Wally P. And you had me be the reader for Wally P. Mm-hmm. For me to co-present with you and Wally P. One of the great moments of my life, without question. Without well, question. That thing changed everything for me. It gave me a vehicle of a way to connect with people and... uh I'm still doing it uh, to this day. I've got uh, in the next. I've got four that are scheduled. You know, I'm I'm putting them in into March now. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's and I don't know. It's one thing to be invited to go and do that. It's a whole nother thing to be invited back. Oh yeah, then then you're on a level. 
that's these. And you're on a level. Some people they want to see it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's different every time. It's like the old Zen saying, "The same man never, uh, never jumps into the, uh, never walks into the same river twice. It's a new river, and the man's at a new point." That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, God bless. It's been it's. Carver, this, thank this you for coming great. here. This for has this. been great. Yeah. Carver, thanks for coming. And I thank you for sharing your life with me. Oh. You are the reason I have a life, Carver. Well, you are. Well, and you are, and back at you, Brian, is because of you and that magic time that I'm even sitting here, you know, because I don't know that I'd be here without you, buddy. Much love. Boom. <laughs>